Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here, the second hour of the program, and I am delighted to have you with me. We're treating today as an open line Friday because I got summoned to a secret meeting of the vast right-wing conspiracy tomorrow, and I wasn't here yesterday. So in fairness, uh, we can spend some more talking about the, the state of the play after New Hampshire. You should know that uh, Donald Trump has said if anyone gives money to Nikki Haley uh, moving forward that you will be exiled from MAGA, you will be removed from all of the lists, I might have given her a little money just so they'll stop sending me all the text messages and emails. I, I mean, look, if they're going to purge the list of, of people who've given money, that's going to stop all the text messages I've been given. I, it sounds like a win to me. Y'all, the amount of the, the volume of emails and text messages. Come on. I get enough already. I need to do something to make it stop. In any event, the phone number, 877-973-7425. If you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, well, you can be a part of the program and get all the show notes and live stream links and podcast, all that great stuff. There's a story in Bloomberg that just it just made me fall out laughing. Here's the headline from reporter Zach Cohen. Young Congress aides publicly defy bosses up in Dean tradition. Young congressional aides, it should say, I guess for, for space saving, for printed publication, I suppose. Representative Henry Quaylar's top staffer in his Laredo office welcomed the chance to work for the conservative Democrat, despite the fact they came from different parties and managed one of the worst paid offices in Congress. But Quaylar's vote against Republican-led legislation, barring transgender girls from participating in school athletics for women and girls, was a bridge too far for Jose Sanz, Quaylar's district director. So Sanz resigned and weeks later announced a bid for the Republican nomination to challenge Quaylar in November. When I saw things like that, I knew there wasn't a spot for me at his office anymore and that I had to fight for what I thought was right, Sands said in an interview. He favors a ban on transgender girls in school athletic programs for women and girls. Congressional staff like Sands are increasingly challenging their own bosses in a bid to shift the power on Capitol Hill, representing a sea change in the relationship between lawmakers and the legions of workers who ensure the House and Senate function. What's notable here is that this report starts with a Republican who works for a Democrat. The reality is that almost overwhelmingly, it's progressives who are doing it. You've got progressive staff on Capitol Hill trying to unionize. And they are publicly bullying and disagreeing with their bosses. Now, one of the issues they try to tie into this is pay. Pay has declined over time, over the last 20 years. In fact, congressional salaries, I actually do believe that we should increase congressional salaries. Now, I know that sounds very anti-conservative. Just follow along with my thinking here. We are getting two classes of people running for Congress right now because of their pay. We're getting the exceedingly wealthy who do not need it, and we're getting the grifters who take advantage of people and prey on them. We're not getting the best in Congress. We used to get good people in Congress. We don't get good people anymore because good people make way more money in the private sector. 
You increase the pay, you increase the odds that competent people run for office as opposed to the grifters and the super wealthy who are out of touch with everybody. I think that's state of play. A lot of people privately believe that in Congress, but they don't want to say it because people don't want to give Congress pay raise. And I don't blame people for not wanting to give Congress a pay raise. I think the current crop of grifters and, and, and elites need to show they're competent and get some things done. And I don't know that they can. But one of the big issues here is the situation with Israel. And it, it's really notable. When you, follow it, when you follow along with campaigns as well, when you look at staffers who work for members of Congress and staffers who work on the campaigns, you know what you find? Uh, overwhelmingly, the Democrats hire from the elite Ivy League institutions and the Republicans hire from the ACC and the SEC, also University of, of Wisconsin. They're all in there together. But the University of, of Texas, Alabama, the University of Georgia, uh, University of Wisconsin, University of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, um, Baylor, they rank pretty significantly highly among Republican employees. And I realize Baylor is, is outside, but still, I mean, it's from the South, Baylor Baptist Institution, uh, University of Florida ranks highly as well as does FSU and the University of Miami. When you look at Democratic staffers, they come from Columbia, they clum, come from Princeton, Yale, they come from Harvard, they come from Wesleyan, they come from, um, oh, what's the uh, what's the one, the, the super progressive one? I, I, I can't remember now, but um, they come from highly progressive institutions. Swarthmore is one of them. They come from really progressive institutions. And those really progressive wokes who are working for members of Congress, they are early, early millennials, or young millennials, I should say, not early millennials. They're young millennials, and they're Gen Z. And they seem to think they have an opinion, and their opinion counts for anything. If you are a young millennial or a Gen Zer, and you think your opinion really matters to a member of Congress, you probably don't need to work there. What matters to members of Congress is their polling, their donors, and their voters, not you. But we see this outside of Congress. We see it at the White House. Look at the number of anonymous staffers who were so brave to sign a letter disagreeing with the president's handling of, of the situation in Israel. They were so brave they couldn't even add their names to it. They didn't want to lose their jobs. They wanted to be in there telling Joe Biden he needed to do what they wanted to say. Joe Biden does not care. Members of Congress don't particularly care. It, it's it's interesting. So they highlight in this piece, Chuy Garcia, Democrat of Illinois, his office decided they wanted to unionize. They wanted to unionize in a congressman's office. He should have fired them all, but he's a Democrat, so he won't. He's pro-labor. They're getting what they deserve. It's not a coincidence. Most House staffers are now younger than 36 years old, and those are the ones most likely to agitate for their feelings. I don't like this policy. I think you should do something different. It's also notable that it's the, the issue in Gaza and Israel that so many of these progressive staffers are exercised about. They want to cease fire. They, 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 those mean Jews defending themselves from being decapitated by Hamas. How dare they? Listen to this. Hispanic staffers want Congress to provide a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants who came to the country as children so they can work. 
LGBTQIATTP Alphabet Gang Plus staff have called out House lawmakers for denigrating the transgender community, applauded leg- passage of legislation codifying federal protections for same-sex marriage, and rebutted a Supreme Court case carving out religious exemptions for contractors. Staff associations representing staffers of color oppose legislation eliminating the House's Diversity and Inclusion Office, and one representing Korean Americans on the Hill applauded introduction of a non-binding measure condemning discrimination against Asian Americans during the pandemic. Who the hell cares? You are a staffer. You shut up and you get your job done. And this is part of the problem that a lot of Gen Z across the nation has. Gen Z thinks that they can mouth off and get away with it and not be fired by employers, and the more employers fire these mouthy kids who won't shut up and get the job done, the better off all of us will be. If I want your opinion as an employer, I will ask for it. And I ask my employees for their opinions regularly. Don't always agree with them. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they question things like Substack. But I listen to them. Gen Z thinks not only should they be listened to, but they should be complied with. They are not the boss. Gen Z, young millennials, if you just show up on time, maybe a little early, you keep your mouth shut, you mind your manners and you work and you get the job done, You're going to get ahead in life. If you mouth off and you're bossy to your boss and you don't want to do things you disagree with, you are never going to get ahead. And then you'll pretend to be the victim when really you're a victim of your own self-made circumstances of being an idiot without a clue of how to get work done. You show up, you work hard, and when your employer tells you to do something, you do it whether you think it's a good idea or not. If the opportunity arises to chime in, you chime in respectfully. You are not the boss. Yes, Gen Z, you have to know your place in life. You start at the bottom, you don't start at the top. If you start at the bottom and you're diligent, you work your way to the top and then you can become the boss. This isn't hard. This is the way everyone else has always done it. That you think you're special or entitled, you the generation of participation trophies, you're not entitled to the participation trophy. You're not even entitled to the job. There are plenty of other people who will show up, who will come in early, who will work hard, who will stay late, who will shut up, who will get the job done even when they disagree with it. I was talking to a buddy of the think tank the other day. He said the key to working at his think tank is to understand that everyone is given an opportunity to weigh in. You can write a memo and disagree, but when the boss at the think tank says this is what we're going to do, even if you disagreed, you fall in line, you get on board, and you throw all of your enthusiasm behind getting the work done. And guess what? You get promoted, you get ahead, you get pay raises for doing that. You are a team player. Too many young people don't think that's the way it should work. They want to be emotionally fulfilled by their job. And if they do something they disagree with, they think it's not emotionally fulfilling. Well, quit or get fired. This isn't hard. 
This really, y'all, this is not hard. And the fact that this is spilling out in Congress among Democrats and these young staffers have decided they're going to unionize to try to get their way, fire all of them. Like Reagan firing the air traffic controllers, fire them all. They are not entitled to a job. It is a privilege to work in the halls of Congress as a staffer. Even though it's low wages, you are meaningfully impacting policy. But when your boss decides to do something you disagree with, you fall in line and get the job done to make your boss look good and you can get ahead in life. Kind of works that way everywhere. Challenging the authority of an elected member of Congress, you are a nobody who chose to work for that person. If you don't like it, find a new job. Life's not fair, but you know what? Your boss, the member of Congress or the president of the United States, is beholden to and responsible to his voters, not you. So shut up. Yes, you can. Open line Friday. Glad to have you with me. Let's see here. I got an email here from Bob. Uh, Most mind-boggling part is they took a job with a representative, the most political job around, without bothering to find out what politics they agreed on. Surefire plan to be unhappy. Absolutely right. But, you know, so here's the thing. They think that because these guys are Democrats— they would align with them on all these issues. And it turns out, no, not necessarily. Uh, the Democrats ha- have, they're going to have problems with this. Relatedly, this is from Zach Kessel at National Review. Five participants in the TED Fellows Program, that's, that's TED Talks. The TED Fellows Program, which supports and promotes emerging voices in a variety of fields across the globe, they've resigned after the public speaking organization invited Bill Ackman and Barry Weiss to speak at its 2024 flagship conference in Vancouver. The five fellows, uh, Ayab Deer, an inventor, uh, filmmaker Saeed Taji Faruski, uh, cosmologist Renee Losik, artist Sarah Sandman, and astronomer Lucien uh, Walkowitz, sent a letter to TED leader Chris Anderson and Fellows Program Director Lily James Old titled TED Fellows Refuse to be Associated with Genocide Apologists. The letter accuses TED of choosing not only to align itself with enablers and supporters of genocide, but to amplify their racist propaganda. They don't like Bill Ackman and Barry Weiss for being Jewish proponents of Israel against Hamas. It's remarkable. They're also upset with their opposition to DEI, so they quit. They quit. Five, 55 individuals associated with TED attached their names to the bottom of the letter in support of the five fellows who resigned. A note on the document clarifies the signing does not require breaking one's relationship with the organization. So 55 weren't bold enough to quit. Five of them were. At least the five have some principle in the matter of quitting. But how ridiculous is it that they don't want to coexist with people who support Israel? And they think that there's no... Not only no ability to do it, uh, but that you are a bad person if you side with Israel. They're not even willing to see the other side of the issue. I I can't believe that anyone is on the side of Hamas here, but yet here you go, five of them uh, with 55 backers who aren't willing to quit. It's just, it really is hilarious to me that uh, they have descended into this situation. And I am totally okay with them quitting. They should be put on a list somewhere and not hired by anyone. Um, but the wokes, I don't think there's any accommodating them. I don't think you can peacefully coexist with people who view you as an oppressor. And it's 
kind of why so much of the country feels like it's coming unraveled. It's not conservatives. It's not Trump supporters. It's not even a lot of Democrats, if we're honest. It's the hardcore progressives who think you're either with them or you must be silenced or eliminated, exterminated in some capacity. I I think that's what this is all about. They can't peacefully coexist with people who see the world differently from them. It is a hyper-religious dogma. It's actually what my new book is is going to be about, that this is becoming not just a religion, but a religion that will allow no other gods. And it's going to tear this nation apart unless we contain it. Americans for Prosperity is fighting against it, battling the wokes. Man, the, the Sheldon Whitehouse, the idiot uh, racist senator from Rhode Island who belongs to all the all-white country clubs, was tearing into... AFP the other day because of their ties to the Koch, uh, Koch brothers. Um, it's just, it's remarkable, the left-wing hatred for the Kochs and for Americans for Prosperity for putting points on the board for sound conservative policy like school choice. Um, uh, they're such a great group and they want you on their team. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go to Americans for Prosperity, sign up with them, be one of their activists. They teach you how to go door to door, how to make persuasive cases to your neighbors for liberty, for small government, for school choice, for fiscal responsibility. They teach you how to go to your city council, your school board, your state legislature. They teach you how to be the most informed person in the room with the best arguments. They're great at it. They go into the states and they do the work of the conservative movement. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. AmericansforProsperity.org slash Eric, a great organization to belong to. When we come back, your phone calls, 877-973-7425. And also, Trump's absolutism against Nikki Haley. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here, and I am delighted to have you with me. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Donald Trump is on. I don't know how many people use Truth Social. It's remarkable. I only find out his, his uh, stuff when somebody puts it on threads or Twitter. But he's he had a moment about Nikki Haley. And I, I figure it, it's worth telling you where did the post go. You know, I of course, I had it up and then deleted it or, or moved on from it. But he so it was an all caps kind of tirade. Here it is. Nikki Birdbrain Haley is very bad for the Republican Party and indeed our country. Her false statements, derogatory comments, and humiliating public loss is demeaning to true American patriots. Her anger should be aimed at her third-rate political consultants and, more importantly, crooked Joe Biden and those that are destroying our country. Who? Who? Stop using that, people. When you're talking about people, use who, not that. Not the people who will save it, he says in all caps. I knew Nikki well. She was average at best is not the one to take on world leaders, and she never did. That was up to me, and that is why they respected the United States. When I ran for office and won, I noticed that the losing candidate's donors would immediately come to me and want to help out. This is standard in politics, but no longer with me. Then at the bottom, anyone that makes a contribution, in quotes, to bird brain, from this moment forth, will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. We don't want them and will not accept them because we put America first and always will. 
Okay, so I think if you want to get off the email lists and the text messages, you're supposed to donate at least $200 to Nikki Haley so you you wind up on the uh, publicly disclosed list of donors so that you stop getting the text messages and the emails and, and the door knockers and stuff. I, that What a great way. I mean, what a great way to... Um, help get you off of the email list and the text message changes is, is to just say, uh, nope, uh, you're, you you can no longer be with us. You are no longer allowed to be part of MAGA if you give Nikki Haley money. Um, if you give like $201 or more, I think it's required to disclose it on the campaign contribution disclosure list. So you will get taken off all the MAGA stuff. I am so tired of all the text messages and the emails, and we're only in January how much worse is it going to be unless you give money to Nikki Haley, apparently? <laughs> wow, what a sales pitch. Also, you know he doesn't mean it, or at least he better not mean it. Now, here's what's going to happen. I, here, here's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, let, let me let me read it to you again, uh, just so you have the, the full force of, of the bottom part of it, because I got to tell you, you know, and I know, or at least you should know what's actually going to happen. Anybody that makes a contribution to Bird Brain from this moment forth will be permanently barred from the MAGA camp. We don't want them and will not accept them because we put America first and always will. Do you really believe when Nikki, when, not if, when Nikki Haley drops out, that Donald Trump is going to say, I won't take your money and I won't take your vote. Really? I mean, come on. I here here's what's happening here is he doesn't like that she won't drop out. She hasn't won. She has won delegates, but she's not going to be the nominee. It's obvious that Nikki Haley is not going to be the Republican nominee. By hanging on, she's just antagonizing Trump. She doesn't care. Nikki Haley is, has um, harassed and aggravated the establishment of the Republican Party her entire career. And yes, though you may think otherwise, the former president of the United States who has the backing of almost all of the GOP congressional leadership and chairman of the chairwoman of the RNC, and like he's the establishment. It, it, it's funny, the, the word, do words mean anything? People on the right are doing the same thing. Um, people on the left change the name homeless to unhoused. Uh, people on the right change the anti-establishment uh, to the establishment. Nikki Haley is very much the anti-establishment because they're all telling her to get out of the race. Ever since she ran for the, the state legislature in, in South Carolina, she has been anti-establishment. She aligned herself uh, with Mark Sanford when he was governor against the Republicans in the establishment. He was on the outside, as was she. When she became governor of South Carolina, she forced the establishment against their will to start going on record with their votes so the people would have a say in it. She bullied and browbeat them until they complied. She's not exactly an establishmentarian, and the fact that the establishment of the GOP, led by the leader of the Republican Party, wants her out of the race— Kind of a big indicator she's not the establishment. What what people mean when they say the establishment is the old guard of the GOP that's no longer in charge. They, they, they still view them as being in charge. The free trade, socially libertarian, non-culture warrior 
GOP that, that's good for business and robust American foreign policy. They, they, don't, they don't like Nikki Haley. That, and that's fine. But Donald Trump saying none of these people, if they give her money, will be allowed to be part of the coalition. None of them will be allowed to be MAGA. He won't, he won't accept their money. He won't do anything. You and I both know that is, is grade A horse manure. He will willingly take their money. This is what's going to happen. Nikki Haley is going to drop out of the race at some point. She won't have the money. Donors will begin to flee. That's part of what Trump is doing here is he's trying to persuade donors to drop her and come to him. He's trying to do it rapidly. Donald Trump actually needs the money with the legal bills. You know, the court case is back on today in New York. He keeps having to go into court, keeps having to pay the lawyers. So he doesn't want to wind up like Carrie Lake. Remember what happened to Carrie Lake? Three days before the Arizona gubernatorial election in 2022, on stage, caught on tape, Carrie Lake said, are there any McCain supporters here? And she says, I don't want you here. I don't want your support. I don't need it. Uh, and they left. She made it very clear she didn't want McCain supporters supporting her, so they did not, and she lost the race. Donald Trump is smart enough. He's not going to do something that stupid. He's trying to shut down donors right now. He's trying to get the donors to his side. He's trying to cut off Nikki Haley's money by making this threat that everyone knows he has no intention of keeping. Why does he have no intention of keeping it? Because every vote counts in the general election. He Every dollar counts. He needs the money. You really want me to believe that the day after Nikki Haley drops out, one of her donors going to write a large check to Donald Trump, multi-thousand dollar check to his campaign, and he's going to return it and say, no, I'm sorry, you back Nikki Haley. Really? Do you really believe that's going to happen? My gosh. So I own this bridge in New York. It's this fabulous bridge that was built in the 1800s. Absolutely fabulous. Glorious. The best bridge. The best. It was built in the 1800s. I own it now. I have right of title, and I am willing to sell it to one of you who believes that Donald Trump will not accept a multi-thousand dollar check from a Nikki Haley donor next week. I'm willing to sell you my bridge that I own. All I need you to do is to present for me a bearer bond of $100,000 that I can easily convert that you can't get back once you realize I don't own the bridge. Oh, I didn't say that part out loud. I just, it's just, it's, it's a hilarious play on his part, honestly. Um, trying to rattle the donors. And I, I just, I, what I think this is going to do, though, the way it's done is is it's going to give people incentive to give money to Nikki Haley, and it's going to keep her campaign alive, actually. Listen, I mean, the, the idea that he's going to take you off all the lists, that you're going to be purged from MAGA, and you're never going to get a text message again, you're never going to get an email again, you're never going to hear about MAGA again, uh, it's worth $250 to me. I just want everybody to leave me alone. I Every time I get a campaign email now from any candidate, I don't care whether I'm supporting them or not, I hit the unsubscribe button. You know what really, really, actually, it's one of my greatest pet peeves. There is a place in hell of unquenchable fire, torture, and anguish for all eternity for the political operatives who I am friends with who took my private email address that I gave them because of our friendship and they added it to the campaign list of a candidate. 
you will, I hope, just burn for all eternity for having put me on these email lists. Maybe God will show you grace, but it is, I, I, have, a, I have a particular private email list that some people in politics have, and you will not be surprised to learn the number of candidates who suddenly send emails to that. And I swear to you, it's because of those political operatives who I trusted with my private contact information. And I just, I, I want bad things to happen to all of them. Yeah, they're friends in this lifetime, but not the next. <laughs> I, I just, I, I get so tired of the campaign emails. I bet you guys too. It's, 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 it's just, oh, it's so infuri- infuriating. But uh, the bottom line here, the, the media's playing this up as, as this Trump's really not going to take money from these people. Yes, he is. He'll take their votes. He'll take their money. Uh, he wants to win. And you win by building the broadest coalition possible. It's the Carrie Lake lesson. She literally three days before the election in Arizona said, I don't want you people. And they took her at her word and she barely lost, but she lost. Donald Trump wants anyone and everyone to vote for him for president. Given the odds, a lot of people probably are going to against Joe Biden. But it's got to be, I mean, you got you, you to gotta expand the coalition, not shrink the coalition. So you can say this on True Social where a few people are going to see it, but no one's really going to hold you to this because we all kind of get what's going on here. This is trying to move the donors to you now and get Nikki out of the race sooner. She'll get out of the race at some point. She will. She's going to run out of money. Just not because of this. This is probably going to get her more money, keep her in the race longer. All right, John, I want to go to you next. Welcome to the show, John. How are you? Hi, Eric. Doing fine, thank you. And you? Doing well. I was just uh, making a comment there about the, uh, there's an execution in Alabama this evening with a new uh, drug. Yes. And the, his pastor came out today and said that uh, the prisoner is terrified. I'd like to make the point that the people he murdered would have been terrified before he murdered them as well. Amen. You're absolutely right. And did the pastor and the prisoner forget that? Yeah. And, you know, so I'm I'm a supporter of the death penalty. Uh, I... Uh, you know, I, I think it's notable that I mean, well before, well before the 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 Ten Commandments, well before Moses, in the beginning, Noah gets off the boat and God says, "Take the life of anyone who takes the life of another person. Um, anyone yes. who disrespects life, uh, their life must be taken." And I I don't think it's a coincidence that as our culture has begun to devalue life, the life of the unborn and the like, we've also become a culture that uh, is opposed to the death penalty. Um, as opposition to the death penalty has risen, uh, degradation of life correspondingly has risen. And I don't think it's a coincidence at all. Um, it may seem counterintuitive to eliminate from the gene pool people who take murder other people, but actually it, it cleans up the gene pool. Those who have no regard for life and maliciously take it, eliminate them from the gene pool. I don't mind a pastor being uh, someone who cares for someone who's dying, who's being executed. But this is my frustration with the conversation. We forget about the people that that guy murdered. You think the man being murdered is terrified? I, like John, assure you that the people he murdered were in their final moments terrified. Now, I don't want you to be terrified of what's going on in the world today. It's, it's, there's so much turmoil out there. A lot of people are worried. Swiss America has been sounding the alarm about the secret war on cash 
and the assault on our freedoms with soaring interest rates, squeezing the economy, and banks teetering on collapse. Swiss America can educate you on how to protect your hard-earned assets. Now, go read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy's free. All you do is mention Eric Erickson when you call or text 800-289-2646. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. The government itself is um, trying to crack down and control and move you to digital currency so they can control your spending like they do in in China and what Europe wants to do as well. You need to read the report, The Secret War on Cash. Just mention Eric Erickson when you call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. That's probably the easiest thing. SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or call or text my name, Eric Erickson, 800-289-2646. Message and data rates apply. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I'm going to go next to Randy. Welcome to the show, Randy. How are you? Randy? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Hi there. Welcome. I was, sorry. Thanks, thanks for taking my call. First time. Um, yesterday you were commenting about the cruise industry and the crazy report that someone had about the carbon footprint. Yes. And what her report doesn't take into account is when you're on a cruise, you go to many different locations as opposed to her example right. of just being in one hotel. So how about counting the the travel time and, you know, waiting in TSA or whatever, the, you know, all the waiting you do at mm-hmm. the airport, it would have to be a carbon footprint for like private air travel to all those different places. Oh, that's a great and point. That, you, you know, Philip and I were talking about this yesterday um, after after I talked about that, that so he's been to 10 different Caribbean countries. He would never go if he had to fly to each one individually and think of the carbon footprint of that. Yeah, my, my first, the, so I'm, I'm going on my third cruise on Monday, actually, or Tuesday next week. But my first cruise was a Caribbean cruise as well. And yeah, I mean, we had, I think we stopped at seven or eight different places and it's a great way to do some recon on the area. If you want to do a, you know, just to have an extended stay at one of the places or two of the places, but you know, getting a little smidge of each one was right. a great experience. Yeah. You know, I, I keep having people reach out to me and say, Hey, have you ever wanted to do a listener cruise? And I'm like, I don't know that I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that I want to do a cruise, but Maybe one day. I wouldn't mind doing an Alaskan cruise. I do think that would be cool. But, yeah, Randy, great point. I, I appreciate you calling. Um, it, it's it, the 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 whole idea that this cruise ship life is it's terrible for you, and it's always the elite who never want to give up anything. They want you to give up your air travel. They want you to give up your car. They want you to give up your cruises. They don't want to give up anything. They think they are perfectly serene and supreme, and and very few of them are true believers. I, somebody told I think it was Sean Hannity was telling me one time that Daryl Hannah – uh, you know, that actress in Hollywood that she actually has solar panels and a windmill in her yard. She takes it so seriously and she doesn't fly. Um, she has an electric car. She she doesn't fly anywhere because of, she takes it that seriously. God bless her for being a true believer. But very few of them actually are like that. Um, why should the rest of us have to give up our way of life so that these progressives who have terrorized their kids about the end of the planet can sleep well at night? Um, they should stop terrorizing their kids about it. The world is not going to end and neither are we. Now, what will end at some point is the incredible deal you can get from omahasteaks.com slash Eric right now. But it's not ending today, so you should go to omahasteaks.com slash Eric today, and you can order their great special. In fact, I'm going to do this. It's been a while since I did this. I love having my own URL now. So it's omahasteaks. If I can spell Omaha. Oh, come on, Erickson. 
omahasteaks.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And what do you get? You get four butcher cut fillets. Oh, they're good. Four boneless pork chops, four Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, four caramel apple tartlets. But wait, there's more, as they say on TV. You get four boneless chicken breasts, and you get four additional pork chops for free. So in the package, you get four boneless pork chops. You get a four extra boneless pork chops, and you get the four chicken breasts for free. All you do is go to omahasteaks.com slash Eric. And you know, you take those pork chops, you set your oven on 275, you put them in a shallow baking dish, you pour barbecue sauce over them, you put foil on it, leave it in for two hours, they fall apart. It's incredible. Omahasteaks.com. Omahasteaks.com. You go to omahasteaks.com slash Eric, you get this incredible deal, you get the four free chicken breasts, the four free pork chops, chops, you get incredible customer service, all from omahasteaks.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K.